0: Security care,
1: Welcome to Labco Systems. Hi everyone, this is Rudy Kobe, the coolest magician on earth. I'm appearing at Blackpool this week, 2009. Be there.
0: This is the Magic Convention Guide podcast for the 17th of February 2009. We're talking with Rudy Kobe today. Rudy, you're coming over to Blackpool. Do you want to tell the, the listeners a little bit about what you'll be doing when you come over? Well, <laughs> it'll be my
1: first real return to uh, magic convention. So that should be fun. I haven't done Blackpool in I don't know, ten or fifteen years at least. So, or 15, 10 years maybe. And um, so, yeah, I'll be on the evening show, and I'll be doing close-up for the first time at any magic convention in you know since I first got in magic, so twenty years
0: ago. And, uh, and doing a lecture. Now, you, you said you've, you've obviously been uh, not really out of magic. You haven't performed magic for magicians or in the mainstream for quite some time, have you? Why has that been and why have you come back to it now?
1: Um, actually I was, uh, yeah, I just got burnt out on it, to be honest with you, um, it, through various things. I, I, um, I kind of achieved all my goals that I wanted to. I, I got, you know, TV specials and um, worked the crazy horse and, and I basically went down my list. And then I, um, after my TV specials, had some just uh, sort of the bad side of Hollywood, where, you know, bad, uh, just sort of the, the, you know, literally bad management, embezzling, um, weird stuff. And um, yeah, and it just, it just became less fun. And uh, so for the past five years, I actually have been working with Marilyn Manson um, pretty much exclusively. And, um, through him, uh, I would design all his, his stage shows, his world, uh, tours. And, uh, he actually made me fall in love with it again. He's such a big fan of magic. And he's actually a member of the Magic Castle. And, <laughs> and uh, so he would, he would, uh, we'd be on the bus, tour bus, and, um, and he would be showing people my old specials and all that. And I actually fell in love with it through, you know, lots of fans writing me all the time and, um, watching my show through him. And, uh, so yeah, it was, uh. Uh, so that's kind of why I got the bug again.
0: I mean, it's been re- fairly recently you've sort of popped up again, and I don't think there's any magicians that don't know you, your name and your acts and the specials that you did. Um, what can they expect from you this time around when you come back to Blackpool? Are you doing similar stuff? Are you still doing the Lab Man stuff? Is it yeah, 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 definitely.
1: Well, that was the whole thing. You know, I, I've, For the past five or six years, I've been... I mean, for the past ten years, I've been doing um, as much magic as I ever did. I just didn't go to the Magic Castle, you know, or... Talk to magic magazines or, or do the normal venues. Um, I wasn't trying to do any more TV specials because I did it. And I, I, you know, every time I would get called by the world's greatest magicians or any of that stuff, that it didn't have any interest for me because, it, you know, I wasn't growing. I wasn't doing something different, and I had really no interest in going to Vegas and staying there for the rest of my life. So um, so I, I i had so much new material, but um, you know, at Blackpool, obviously I'll be doing Lab Man. Um, still love doing it and again I fell in love with it again just by watching it through other people and, and the fans and um, so yeah I'll be doing what people expect me to do and uh, but then talking about everything else I've done in the lecture and uh, showing lots of video and demonstrating things and, and uh, the lecture's going to be more about how people can create their own stuff you know I'm basically going to bring um, a lot of different material and show people how, how I created it and um, sort of replicate my uh, creative
0: area that I have at home. Show them how they can do it the same way. So that that creative area that you got got at home, what is that? Is that like a room? Or...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's different things, but it's um, it's it's more in your head than anything, to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> but it's um, you know, I've had um, uh, you know, where full stages, full warehouses, but it's 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 basically you know that room, that space you go into where. Um, you know, your props are, and it's, it's basically how to, how to go in that room, and instead of coming out of that room doing the same exact trick other people have done, um, you know, either mixing up different effects into something brand new or coming up with something completely different, and, it, and it's, um, it's actually a fairly simple process that took me 20 years to come to, but, um, but I've had great success with it.
0: Your, your contact with Marilyn Manson, that, that's got to have influenced you quite a lot over the last couple of years. How's that? Has that changed your magic? Has it...
1: <laughs> you know, it's really funny. It's, people would think that it would make my magic darker and crazier and all that stuff. But actually, um, he's, he's one of the best performers I've ever met. That's why it always appealed to me. I you know, I'm not really, wasn't really into rock music, to be honest with you. I was more into electronic music and music for my show. So when he called me, he he basically, he became a uh, member of the Magic Castle because he really was interested in magic. And then he was just asking around, asking around constantly. And, um, you know, and I don't think he really wanted to collaborate with anybody, but he was asking around, um, you know, because he had, he had some certain ideas for a show that he wanted to do. And uh, just coincidentally, one of my uh, assistants in my show worked with Peter Von um, his then wife, or, yeah. or um, uh, Bride to be, and uh, he kept on talking about doing this thing where he would take off his head and sing a song on stage, and she would go, "I'm telling you, you've got to talk to Rudy Covey. He you know, he does that stuff on stage," and um, and so she kept on writing my name on yellow post-it notes and leaving it all over his house. And finally, at, at, you know, just before he was going to go on tour with this new album, um, after he's been doing research for like 18 months, he there was a, he said there was a thousand yellow post-it notes all over his house. From this girl, and finally he said, "Who the f is Rudy?". Cody? <laughs> you know? and really, and then he called me that night, and and we've been best friends ever since. I mean, I've, I mean, up until very recently, I was actually his roommate. So I've spent, you know, basically <laughs> so much time with him, and it's been, it's been great because he's he's um you know he's my best friend. So put, and I, I'm a great admirer of his uh, performance. So um so basically. Um, it was kind of the opposite. I didn't. I didn't really change my show to be more Marilyn Manson-like. He can actually take the stuff that's in my show because it's so bizarre, mm. uh, and put it directly into his show. So he's done versions of my, you know, three and four legs. He's done versions of my Robot Girl. Um, you know, we make it into his, um, you know, his style. But but really, he's taking costumes directly from my show, and we've made it exactly and put it right on stage. So the material is already weird, uh, you know, I'm not going to make my show bloodier or anything like that to, to suit it, so, um, yeah, so I haven't really changed, it's, I always had a real clear vision of what my character was.
0: And well, if we also talk about the character, the Lab Man character, that's something that really kind of doesn't and hasn't dated at all, has it? With, with a lot of magic hacks, you know, if you look at them now from when they are recorded in the, the 80s, uh, they're very dated, aren't they? But Lab Man... Absolutely doesn't seem to date.
1: Yeah, no, and that's that's the that is the miracle, um, is that, you know, when again, he would he would show people my um, you know, again, YouTube is the thing that really brought me back more than anything. It's a miracle, you know, because it's like having a promo tape twenty four hours a day internationally, you know? So he would be showing people and he was he was showing his um, his girlfriend, Evan Rachel Wood, who's an incredible actress. She's in the movie Across the Universe and um, she's gonna star in the new Spider-Man musical on Broadway for uh, Julie Taymor this year. And she's fantastic, and she's another person I admire very much. So, you know, one night, one day on the bus, I finally, you know, I had known her for a year, and she finally just said, "Oh my god, I finally saw your show. I'd never seen any of it." And she knew all the music. She knew, the, you know, she she would do the lab man pose, the famous, you know, weird pose that I do, and, and all that stuff. And I was just seeing it again through this, you know, up and coming. You know, she's going to the Oscars this Sunday. She's in the wrestler with Mickey Rourke. And, um, yeah, so, it's, so as I was watching the videos, you do realize that they don't age. And the reason that is is because I never tried to be trendy. It was, it was a conscious decision when I um, created Lab Man not to, do, not to wear trendy clothes or put trendy, um, you know, hairstyles or, or the music of the day. And, uh, and that was more because I, the stuff I really admire is stuff that doesn't really date, you know. Yeah. It, it's, um, so in other words, you know, really, some of the material I've, I've, I'm doing is, is 20 years old. I mean, I was at some Crazy Horse in 1989. And, um, you know, basically the same act i doing a Black Bull, I did there. And, uh, and, and I attribute it to, I would, instead of trying to be, um, you know, hip in 89, I look back to the 50s, you know, and uh, try to make my stuff sort of what, it was, it was a, a style I called retro future or future retro. You know, so I try to make it look like, what a cool scientist would look like in the imagination of a nine-year-old kid, but in the 50s. So all the stuff um, looked like 1950s, like my, I did a twister illusion, and it didn't look like anybody's twister. It looked like a washing machine, but not mm. just a washing machine. It was a 1950s washing machine with that color style, and, um, and all the music was sort of, you know, I mean, Lab Man's music, the, the Four Legs Act, is uh, Peter Gunn by Henry Mancini. So it's yeah. 1950s. Song, but it's um, done in a modern way. Um, so yeah, it has an age and it's amazing. Um, the costumes too. I, I, I had a very deliberate anti-style about it. And, um, and to, to the extent that, you know, we could just take the pattern and make it and put it on Marilyn Manson on stage and it worked, Yeah, you know? <sighs> it's, 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 it's It's very, it's, you know, it's, it's fun to, uh, you know, I'm not right about everything, but I am right about that, <laughs> you know, about the um, about not trying to be hit as far as what's because if you look at people, I won't name any names, but people that are very popular now, or you know, let's just say, look at any magic special from five years ago, like any World's Greatest Magic special, and it really looks dated, you know, yeah. because people tried to use, you know, I don't want to say wham <laughs> or, or something, but you know what I mean. They did. They tried to. They tried to do something that, you know, the Backstreet Boys or something that were hit five years ago, but now it's ridiculous. And the the fact of the matter is, everybody's hair from 10 years ago looks ridiculous now. Yes. (laughs) Um, You know, except for, you know, I mean, if you look at the 1950s, it's just a very classic era. um, And all that stuff, you know, it sort of comes back. But the the styles and stuff are so angular and and classic that um, I think they live on.
0: Now, Now, you've talked about sort of collaboration and stuff. Have you always worked on your own or have you worked with other people to come up with the effects or... Yeah, who do, who do you look to? I, I know obviously Marilyn Manson is it's very good friend yeah. of yours, and you, I, yeah. I know you takes you know a lot of influence from him. But is there anyone in the magic world, or is it all outside the magic world you sort of take influence and collaborate with?
1: Yeah, I always wanted to, to be honest with you, and and um, the problem is, and again, this is I'm, I'm not going to be I'm not being specific here, but the problem with collaborating with somebody in your own business is that. Um, You know, sooner or later, it's kind of one of the things that burned me on magic and made me go away. I would help people, um, you know, unknown people, help help them develop their act, and then as soon as they would get even a little bit of success, I can't tell you how many times this happened. I would help them get a job or something, and then go to see them in the job, and they'd be doing something out of my (laughs) show, you know, because people get so tempted, they they get a taste of success, and they want to continue, and then they take the the wrong turn and uh, try to. You know, fill out their show or whatever by taking from other people. Um, so, you know, I try to create shows. There was a show I created called Vaudeville 2000, which was was awesome. We did a show. With, it was with um, Abner the Eccentric and and um, Kevin James and a couple people like that. Yeah. So we did this big show, uh, and that was and, and just the the you know the energy of it was was incredible. I mean, just just feeding off of each other. Um, but it's funny. with uh it. it I think the collaboration works much better when it's almost like you're out of, you're not in the same business as, as them. Cause in other words, someone like Marilyn Manson, he has no reason to steal from me right. and I have no reason to steal from him because I would look ridiculous, but really is, it's pure collaboration, um, feeding off each other. Cause it, you know, everybody, you don't just come out, it's, it's, um, you know, it's not twice as effective. It's 10 times as effective, you know,
0: is it more, you know, people outside the magic area, you're looking more for how they perform stuff and the performance side of it as opposed to, yeah, you know... Yeah,
1: exactly right. Yeah, I remember it was funny because um, Max Maven, 20 years ago, my first time I was in Genie Magazine, on the cover of Genie Magazine, Max interviewed me. And he asked me, you know, what magicians have influenced you? And I really didn't have a, an answer for that, you know? And I, I obviously love people like Jeff McBride, who I grew up with, and David Copperfield. But I always purposely tried not to do what they did, you know? I mean, if I, in, in, in fact, if, I would try to do the exact opposite of what they did. Um, and I was, I was, the people that inspired me back then were David, David Bowie. I saw David Bowie at Madison Square Garden. and changed my life. I went home, and I threw away all my magic <laughs> because, I just, and, because I just said, I want to be, you know, I mean, he was on stage singing to a skull, you know, one of his numbers. <laughs> You know, and he just turned, you know, he turned a song into a theater piece. And I said, I want to do that with magic. I clearly remember it. And was, it was never the same after. The same thing, I saw Prince. Um, and I said, I want to open for Prince. And I said, well, I'm not going to be able to do it with billiard balls. <laughs> you know, he needs to come up with something that would, that would um, capture that audience in the same way that he does. So, And, and that was a lesson I learned. Even, you know, I, it's funny because I've been planning for the past, let's say, year or so, like, I was on this world tour with Manson Every Day, but I decided, you know, as I, was, I would see my clips and stuff, I was falling back in love with it. And I slowly but surely was doing it even before then. But so I decided, well, at the end of the tour, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to be working with the extent with him anymore, uh, although I still will collaborate and design shows and stuff with him. But um, I really want to do my own thing again. So, um, um, but it was um, at the, I did a TV show in Paris, sort of the to um, get myself back into the swing of things huh. and it was a TV show I did 20 years ago almost to the day and I walked on stage and I could feel the, the sort of the ghost from this kid from 20 years ago you know but you know it was funny to, in the rehearsals I was like you know why isn't mu- Is why isn't it as much fun you know hmm. and that's kind of why I stopped doing it because I, I, I had people around me that were making me hate what I did you hmm. know and so but I was like what's what's the difference what's the difference and it really hit upon me. And I also had all my props had been, um, through a series of misadventures, had basically been destroyed. So I had a bunch of props I had to remake. I'd been up three days straight fixing all the stuff. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to work and this isn't going to work. And just as I was stepping on stage in you know, a bundle of nerves, and it, was, um, it just occurred to me that um, the most important part of the show had nothing to do with tricks. It was really me. It was the character. Yeah. You know? And, uh, but it never, I mean, it always occurred to me sort of intellectually, but never on a, on a, you know, it just hit me like a lightning bolt, you know? So when they introduced me, I walked on stage and I just froze, <laughs> you know, basically like, okay, I don't know if you guys deserve to see me. <laughs> so just with total attitude and, um, and then just, then continued. And then I realized, yeah, it, it, this has nothing to do with whether my chainsaw works or, you know, whether... There, you know, all, all the technical things, it all has to do with the uh, with um, the energy, the persona. And uh, and, and all the acts that I've really loved uh, is throughout Magic, I remember the first time I saw Lance Burton, you know, it was like a lightning storm was in the room. I mean, uh-huh. it, he just had that effect on me. And uh, being in a room with Channing Pollock, you know, I mean, I never got to see him live, but just seeing those videotapes are, that are, I'm sure, on YouTube now, yeah. or Cardini it has nothing to do that Cardini is producing cards. I mean, it's, it's the same glance, it's, it's great that they're the best at what they do, and that does contribute to it, but it has nothing to do with that. It really is them looking at you and being drawn in. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, again, I, I, I came to that conclusion way later, but it was, you know, trying to um, be Batman more than it was trying to be David Copperfield that gave me my persona but it took me forever to realize that that's so much the most important thing
0: so I mean you're coming over to Blackpool I mean Blackpool is you know it's the world's biggest magic convention close on to three three and a half thousand magicians Amazing. come what are you expecting I know I know we sort of talked you've come over before a long long time ago but you know it's bigger now it's a bigger event there's more happening what's really kind of hooked you into coming over to, to perform? Well,
1: you know, what's really funny was, um, again, it was it was this show I did in Paris on December 4th, so it's very recent, where I... Um, again, I had been playing for a year, but it was walking on that stage and really realising why I loved it, and, and then, um, you know, it saw clarity. Like, you know, and I was nine years old again, like, when I started. really was. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, it's 20 years later, <laughs> and... Um, um, you know, and even the 19-year-old kid that sort of hit, you know, with the four legs act. Yeah. Um, but now I have 20 years of experience, so I can protect that nine-year-old. You know, whereas 10 years ago, when all this bad stuff was happening to me, um, I didn't want to let them take it away from me, so I walked away. Yeah. So I'm coming back with, you know, sort of this nine-year-old is back, this 19-year-old is back. But um, but if anybody ever messes with them again, I will destroy them. You know, it's the as I have now, really. You know what I mean? I've learned so much from the people I'm around. So basically, I'm, I mean, really, I'm vibrating with excitement. I mean, I love magic so much, and I've, I've been doing it as much as I have ever done it. So basically, um, and it was, it was actually, I was talking with you about it, just online. I said, oh, I'd love to come to Blackpool. And, but it was only a month ago, or a month and a half ago, and usually they book a good year in advance. Huh. You know, it's such a big, it's such an important convention and I can never do those conventions even when I wanted to because I can't I hate committing to something and then not being able to do it yeah you know so but you know a very nice a very smart person who I'm talking to (laughs) (laughs) you suggested well you should just call them and I did and they they gladly took me and it was a miracle
0: i was gonna say i I think that's kind of you know about who you are you know how you're respected in the magic world and like i said i think every single magician knows your name and and everyone i've spoken to is very excited about seeing you again you know performing and the fact that you know not only you're doing the the gala show and lecturing you're doing close-up as well those those three things you know they're the things that people really want to see you know it would be nice to see Ruby kobe just generally but to do those but, three things as well and the close-up right. which you've you've said you've not done for a long long time
1: no no i haven't done i mean I, and uh, and of course it'll be lab man it'll be i'm not exactly sure what i'm going to do yet but it'll, you know <laughs> cause I have so much stuff that i could i could do and i've actually been doing a music video with manson last week or, or whatever so i haven't really you know i mean i, I know basically what i want to do but um but yeah, I mean, it's, it, the reason I the reason I went full into it, I mean, I would have never done closeup, especially. I think I could do 12 shows plus one in the VIP room or whatever. <laughs> you know, I just don't like working that hard. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> that's a little that's a little crazy. But um, but actually, I just want to, you know, again, I, 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 um, yeah, I mean, especially doing the lecture, it's I'm the messenger. Believe me, <laughs> if people come to my lecture and they are not inspired hmm. to get at that room. And be creative and create a new act and I mean really if I don't inspire you where you're excited to be creating magic when you walk out of the room then I've failed you know because I am so excited you <laughs> know and um, and, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's and it's one of the it's so important and it's one of those things that, that um, I, I honestly feel like a good portion of the magic world don't know that that's the most important thing you know, it isn't about learning every trick, you know, or even doing something better than someone else. It really is bringing what makes you um, into magic, you know. And and my message is that's just as easy. It really is as easy to be creative than it is um, just copying somebody. You know, so it, to me, it's a waste of time <laughs> to copy someone. Everybody has to learn that way. When we are children, we, we yeah. emulate people. But really, it, it's so much more fun creating your own stuff. And um, so basically, that's kind of what I, I mean. Again, when I was a nine-year-old kid, and I would go to the magic meetings, it's that excitement. You know what I mean? It's uh, I'm that excited again <laughs> to when I used to go do my birthday parties. You know, <laughs> when I was a little kid. I mean, so um, I kind of want to share it, and I kind of I do miss. I do miss running into the Paul Daniels and, you know, the Simon Drakes and all, all these people who I really, you know, you know, I'm a big fan of. So the, just the idea of coming over there for the British one is, uh, it's very exciting to me. But it's mostly to share. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I, I really do believe I have something to share, you know, because I've, I've had incredible success. Um, and I, I've been able to do it on a level where I didn't just create sort of one three-minute act. Um, which i became famous with but i've done many 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 specials and and now collaborated with people uh, at a different level than i ever did before you know um really creative people so i just you know I have such a store i mean, I could do a 10-hour lecture if i wanted to but you know we'll you know we'll we'll cram 10 hours into one i mean it, it'll be <laughs> really it'll be it'll be fun you know
0: so the lecture is something that definitely is going to be worth going to. Um, so I'm expecting probably a very yeah. packed room.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the whole thing is it's, um, um, you know, I mean, I'll have, again, I'll have a stack of stuff to show for my show. and um, But also the best stuff is always the questions from the audience, you know, because it's funny when, when you told me just to make the call uh, because you know, they don't want you, you know, I was like, well, I don't know. I've always heard there, you know, but of course I made the call and then they uh, immediately, you know, said yes, which is amazing to me and very humbling. But um, again, it's 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 interesting to see what people are interested at a lecture. You know, for me to get up there and just talk about what I want to talk about um, would certainly be fun. But you know, the, it's always the, what you know the, the people's uh, questions that trigger the most interesting stuff. So I'll have just way more than I could possibly do in that hour. Um, and I even I even hope to make myself available and try to be at the dealer's good. I mean doing 12 shows a lecture and the gala show i don't know how much time i'm going to actually be able to be there um but you know people should feel comfortable come up and say hi and ask me anything they want because um you know that's why i'm there
0: i I was going to say because a lot of the um the atmosphere with blackpool and a number of other conventions as well but i think especially Blackpool because of the people that go the number of people and the types of people and really Pretty much everybody goes. Right. It's just the socializing of it. There, you can talk to pretty much anyone that's there, and it's great that you say yes, come up, talk to me, either yeah, at the dealer's please. booth or.
1: Yeah, please. And the thing is, I you know, it, it, I have experience in just about everything in magic. You know, again, I started when I was a when I was a kid, but doing kid shows for you know for other kids. And um, but that's how that's how you get good. I mean, uh, sort of um, when I when I got my chance to do all the TV specials and all that, I had. You know, I had done my, I had done my uh, homework. So, um, but it's fun, you know. When I did this TV show in Paris, one of the exciting things was because I had walked away from Lab Man, you know, I mean, really put that character aside because it, because the things I experienced, and I, I may go into a little more detail of what happened, that, maybe just want to walk away, but um, at the lecture or, you know, when it, wherever. One day in a book, it'll oh, all play out, believe me. But it was, um, it was fun because I was doing this TV show, and again, consciously decided, okay, this is going to be him bringing him back and um, but it had been so long that I forgot why I was doing certain things. <laughs> I'm sure that people look at my show and they go, why why is the clown cutting his head off and <laughs> you why know, why is he wearing that that outfit you know with a machete and taunting that clown? I mean, just all the weird things. and then but as I was walking through it all, it all came back to me, and there's reasons for all of it, you know yeah. which was uh, which was a lot of fun. so it's, it's really fun to. Um, um, and again, in the uh, you know the first month, you know, of uh, I did the show on December twelfth, and by you know mid January, I already booked, you know, you know hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of work, just <laughs> just, just sort of by sticking my nose up, you know, yeah. and just, or get my head above the water, and say, hey, I'm ty- I'm back a little bit, you know, and uh, and it was funny. The funny the funniest story about it is though, months before I sort of stuck my head up, the only two people that found me (laughs) because I was unlisted and with no forwarding address to anybody in the business was um and I was literally Marilyn Manson's roommate at the time but uh, the two people that found me were David Blaine who called me because he wanted me to create stuff for his show Mm. um and so he was incredibly gracious nice nice guy um because I had written about him 10 years ago in in, um a lecture book I did a lecture yeah or actually online And like, I reproduced it But he had read it And loved it And uh, and I guess that He was being interviewed Recently by a British Newspaper mm. And he told the guy About my article That I wrote 10 years ago And then wanted a copy of it So he called me up And the other person Was Copperfield David Copperfield Called me up Yeah um, Out of nowhere Because he had heard I didn't Maybe I'll show it But I did a parody Of him 10 years ago Yes Called Magic Dave <laughs> <Very> <laughs> yes. parody. And he heard Or I heard That he was Very displeased With it You know and uh, so he found me just to tell me that, no, he was a huge fan of it, so we talked forever. and uh, So it was it was really nice, but it was funny that the two Davids,
0: almost within just a day or two of each other, found me <laughs> for different reasons. Well, if, if two people are going to find you, it's probably going to be those two people.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird because David Blaine, at least, you know, maybe, but he's more of a, he's even he's more mysterious than I am you know I mean I kind of disappeared I was in the witness protection program but that guy literally is, <laughs> he's he's a phantom you
0: know It's so, <laughs> weird to talk to him on the phone so to so go back into magic and stuff where do you see yourself going I mean what's next for you once you start to kind of lecture again perform again do, do you see yourself doing that for a long time or you know reinventing and, and doing different things as you go forward
1: well that's the whole thing that it's funny that you asked that The the um well, two things. First of all, if you asked me five years ago or even a year ago um, what show I would be doing like this year, you know, like I've been planning on coming back a year ago, um, I would I would have said, well, I've been working on this new act that no one's seen before, which is true. And I've done I've done uh, test shows, you know, cause I, again, I have a very solid theory of not doing um, I don't like doing things until they're ready. Like, so no one saw me do the Four Legs until I'd worked on it for three years, and I knew the exact music I wanted to do and all that kind of stuff. And the same thing with this act. I've been, this new act I've been working on, you know, I've done it in front of 15,000 people seven years ago, eight years ago. And so I've, I have different versions of it that no one's seen, you know, because I, I like to keep it quiet. I don't like to put it out there until it's ready. But the show that in Paris, when I was doing, I was doing Lab Man stuff. Yeah, I was doing the Four Legs, and I was doing Puppet Boy and stuff like that. Well, it was really funny is I would run into people, even though it wasn't a magic convention. It was, um, you know, I have a pretty high level of recognition for other variety performers in general. So, um, but they would, I mean, it really was, I mean, it was amazing how intense fans can be, you know? So again, I saw it through their eyes and I was like, whoa. And again, it it was weird because I almost felt like I wasn't living up to it because all my equipment was broken and it was, it was a horrible situation for me. You know, so people were coming up and oh You, you inspired me. You made me want to. And I was like, Yeah, don't expect anything tonight. You know, because <laughs> I had mean, been up for three days, like trying to repair and like making, you know, using props I hadn't used for years, and it was it was unbelievable. But um, but anyway, seeing it through their eyes and also just doing the show and it went so well, uh, it made me fall in love with Dune Lab again. Hmm. So in other words, I have shows coming up like this summer, and basically what I'll do is, I'm... Um, Going to be doing lap band, but not even just what I did before, like all the TV specials that people have seen me do. Um, it made me want to do that again. Where a year ago I wouldn't have, I would have probably done some of it, but mostly new. And uh, but it made me want to actually go back to the original drawing board, the original notes, and make it what I intended it to be instead of what it ended up to be. Because it's always compromised. Even though people go, wow, the you know the four legs act is still made out of you know gaffer tape legs. <laughs> It really, and, you know, it's not a kitty litter box with cloth on it anymore, but it almost is, you know. And, um, and you know, Puppet Boy still is, you know. I always – I wanted it to be crazy killer puppets with, you know. Um, and while I have Hollywood, you know, special effects people do a lot of my stuff, like yeah. my robot and stuff, that is a ho- – those are Halloween masks that I bought in Hollywood Boulevard, painted them myself, put fun fur on for, you know, hair. So it's like I want to do all those stuff again, but then even – Go further than I did, you know, to make it the original, um, the original vision. But I have to tell you, the the, the other thing I've learned, even with you know, performance Mansions the last five years, is that a lack of money and even a lack of time is a benefit. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. And uh, cause everything I've ever done that people remember is is there's no money involved. The four legs act again. I made it on my porch in New York as an 18 year old kid. You know, I practiced with sticks <laughs> until I found the right music. And, um, you know, Puppet Boy again made it with Halloween costumes. And, um, you know, the nail routine that I do is, is something I learned from the sideshow when I was a kid, you know. And um, so I think a lot of times you see these world's greatest magic specials, and they make helicopters appear. Or they make, you know, <laughs> whatever, jets appear and all that stuff. But people, I, I try to, I, I've asked people, you know, <laughs> do you remember who did it? They never can. Any of those tricks. <laughs> Because, because I think that money, you know, um, if you have money, you throw money at the problem instead of when you don't have money, you know, you have, that's how you get good. You, you work birthday parties, you work prisons, <laughs> whatever, to get shows and, you know, you learn how to handle an audience. Um, and then later when you can afford things, that's when you should, you know, throw money at it. So anyway, and so basically when I do my show now, it will be full on Lab Man, but then with new stuff in it also you know, so it'll be more of a, I, I would say it's going to end up being an even balance, yeah. but, uh, where I would say before I would have, I would have had to do the four legs and certain other things that people really want to see. But now I'd say it's going to be more of a
0: balance. Uh, I mean, also if people want to see what you're up to, um, you know, get some more information about where you're appearing like that, you, you've now actually got a website, haven't you? I actually
1: have a website for the first time ever, <laughs> which is so funny, uh, that I didn't, because I've actually created websites with, uh, for other people, because I, I, could can do that stuff myself, but, um, yeah, rudycoby.net, if people want to see what I'm doing. Now. And that links to like, my MySpace and Facebook, which, again, I did all that from December 4th. And, um, but, yeah, all, my, all my, uh, my schedule will be there. Yeah, so I don't know that I'm going to, you know, it's like one of the things I I've always like doing these magic inventions, but the truth is, even when I would do them occasionally, I hardly did them because I didn't have, you know, again, I can't book something a year in advance, and I feel bad if I cancel. So I'm doing a couple runs now, and it's mostly because people, you know, it's like the World Magic Seminar, the one in Vegas, same thing. They heard I was around, and they immediately booked me for the one that's next month. Yeah. Um, But if they tried to book me for the one that's the following year, you know, um, I ran into Eric Edwin in China, just weirdly (laughs) enough, like last year. And he asked me to do FISM, Um, but again, it was a year and a half in advance, two years in advance, you know, so there was just no way. Um, that I could commit to it, even though that would be a lot of fun. You know, yeah. like, if I if I know about it a month or two in advance, or even a couple months in advance, now I would do it. But but yeah, something long range I can't. But uh, yeah, rudycoby.net for everything. And and the other thing is, I have so much stuff. Um, I don't know that I'll have a brand new. I have so much stuff for a brand new lecture. So I'll be doing material from it this week, premiering it basically, talking yeah. about the stuff. But I don't know that I have lecture books made. You know, <laughs> so. Um, That'll be where people can get that, net. And, um, it, and it's just fun because it's stuff I always wanted to do, but um, I don't know. I guess it's, it's um, you know, I see the value more of it, yeah. than it than it is. Now, I don't mean monetary value. I mean, literally, as long as I can tell why I create the stuff, then I think it has value. Um, if just to put tricks out and sell them as tricks, I think has no value, you know? But if you tell people how you got from you know, point A to point Z, then it allows people to create stuff on their own, you know? Yeah. And I have so much material, to be honest with you, it's it's a waste when it it was it was a waste when I wasn't doing my stuff myself. But even <laughs> even away from that, I've got ten to twenty times stuff just finished that no one's ever done. And um but anyway, it, and this all stems from just being excited.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> I am. It it does sound like you you're really very wound up for Blackpool, I think yeah, you're going to knock them dead when you come over but, um, Oh,
1: thank you so much, and I'm it... wound up but I just woke up, so this is really, this is really a low <laughs> excitement level <laughs> It's 8 o'clock in the morning here and I went to bed at 6, no I am excited you know, because again, the, the thing that the thing that's wonderful about magic is, you know, it keeps you young you know, like I discovered I was when I was 9 years old, and I feel like I'm 9 years old again you yeah. know and um, I've been lucky for the past five years I've been collaborating with, with somebody who is another big nine-year-old kid, you know mm-hmm. and it was fun to be sort of playing someone else's world um, who was also my biggest fan, you know so it was like, you know, literally being with your best friend you know, and, <laughs> and uh, bringing the sandbox around the world you know, <laughs> and being on a big ride but um, you do miss, I do miss doing my own thing you yeah. know, and um, you know, so it's. Uh, I've taken a step back and it's it's been more rewarding than I can imagine.
0: Well, I think we're all looking forward to you, to you coming over and looking forward oh, to the lecture, you. the close-up, yeah. and the gala show. It's going to be think, a brilliant weekend. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think I'm, I'm. I think I'm going to be ser- serving dinner too, and a couple other jobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. Working
0: <laughs> you know, the know, bar, uh, things like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I don't mind. I don't mind. You know take out the garbage afterwards, and <laughs> but yeah, that seems like a lot to do in a couple of days, huh? But I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, it's just um, yeah, nobody does those con- those crazy conventions like Europe. You know whether it's FISM or Blackpool or, you know, you know the American conventions just never have achieved that that level of insanity and uh, 3,500 people and that's a small city.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no sleep, sleep. Um, whole of Blackpool taken over by magicians.
1: to Yeah, intense. <laughs> I know. And you know what's funny is that there's a girl, a, a friend of mine, and she's an actress. She was in that movie 28 Days Later. Um and she's coming up. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, this is you know, this is gonna be you know, this is gonna be exciting. It'd be funny to see someone who's exposed to the craziness of the music world and the acting world, you know, full on Blackpool experience as if that's the way we always are. You know, I just act like every convention's exactly like that.
0: <laughs> so it should be fun. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Thank you very, very much for your time. It's been brilliant talking Thank to you. Thank you. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to it. The world's largest magic convention, the Blackpool Magicians Convention, takes place on the 20th, 21st, and 22nd of February. You can also check out all the information we have on the left-hand side. Just click on the in-depth Blackpool Magicians Convention 2009. You will also see in our guides that we've now actually added an interactive map. This shows you the main area for the convention. The Winter Gardens where all the events take place is marked on the middle of the map. You have the Headquarters Hotel marked And we put in a lot of places to eat, cash machines, uh, local places to shop, get sandwiches, things like that. So we do hope you find that useful for this year to help you navigate around Blackpool. Now again, all of this information is available on our website, which is www.magicconventionguide.com. And of course, the main Blackpool Magicians Club site is www.blackpoolmagic.com.